Hey dads, welcome to the Dad Nation podcast, February 2024. Excited uh, to be with you here with my co-host Matt. Matt, how are you? I'm well, Jason. I have a story to ask you about. I I might have a little. There is something that this guy needs to tell the world about (laughs) that we got to see on national. This thing went viral. The $25,000 shot that Mr. Matt Crittenden half-court shot at the Pacers stadium game. Yeah. Let's go. Tell us quickly. Summarize the experience. Yeah. Make it quick. I got chosen randomly. was at the game early with my son and and my nephew, and um, apparently this this woman who runs this – runs a thing and her producer they spotted me in the crowd they thought i looked athletic she said i'm not that's not my ego that's what she yep, told that me. hasn't happened to me yep she just told me that so uh, asked me if i could shoot a shoot a basketball I, I said yes she said they were having this challenge so essentially what it was was i had to make a layup a free throw and a three-pointer within 25 seconds if i made all three of those shots in 25 seconds i would get to stop take a breath and then shoot a half court shot for twenty five thousand dollars, sponsored by the hoosier lottery uh, during the first quarter of this Pacers game. So, yeah, um, if you haven't checked it out, I guess it's it's gone it, viral everywhere, Instagram and Facebook and X and Yeah, I think the YouTube one – I mean, it was over 100,000 views within a few hours. Yeah, it was, yeah, it so. was a crazy, uh, fun night. The reason is because you nailed the half-court shot. I hit the half-court shot. It was um, – and, and let me tell our audience out there. So I was once I signed up for it. This was like probably forty five minutes before the shot was going to happen. So I had forty five minutes to think about basically not wanting to go out there and embarrass myself, brick shots or shoot an air ball. Uh, so I'm pretty nervous. I had the right people with me. I had my son and my nephew who essentially said almost nothing to me once I signed up for it. So they didn't make me nervous. They didn't ask me a lot of questions. Um, they got to be down on the court with me, and. Um, yeah, I prayed. I said, God, if it happens, it's your will, uh, because I certainly, I, I don't know what the percentage chance is, but it's very low that I'll even get to the half-court shot, let alone make the half-court shot. And if it happens, I will give you all the glory, honor, and praise for it. And I have to say that your celebratory dance around the court yes, made it all more epic and, it was, and fun it was joyful this so Halliburton Tyrese Halliburton on the Pacers he does this kind of skip sometimes when he hits a big three-pointer he does certain things on the court he'll kind of skip down the court and so I had thought if I make this shot even though it's incredibly unlikely but if I do I'm doing the Halliburton skip <laughs> and so that's how so that, that okay yeah and you did yes you did so. Check it out. It like you could look like Pacer fan hits half court shot. I, you'll probably find it. Yeah, it probably you won't know. be hard to find. find so not it. only do we have like Mister Wisdom, like as we call Matt around here, you know, you have we also a famous twenty five thousand dollar <laughs> half court shooter on the podcast today. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm irrelevant. I'm Mister Irrelevant, and we got Matt here. No, so that, no, all glory that, to God, man. To me, it was awesome. We were uh, what it was was it. Was it right before? What what was the date of that? Yeah, that was December twenty third. So, so you're looking up. I, it was right before Christmas. Yeah, it was right before Christmas. It was a Saturday, and then I yep. signed up and thought, oh, this place is going to be packed, and it's like in the first quarter, so it's not like people like halftime, you know, half the 
arenas out there getting their hot dogs right. and popcorn and whatever no, it, it was like. They went nuts. Oh man, <laughs> you and I had a you and I had a QOD one time that was like uh, what, yes, like what it was. I think I answered like Jordan. Yes, right? Jordan. If you could the, be any musician or athlete, yes, and 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 experience kind of what they experienced yes. as a yes. professional. Who would you pick? And you were like, man, if I could be Jordan in some of those moments when he, right, when he won those championships or hit those, those, you know, yeah. those daggers that yeah. sealed the deal. And you, yeah, you kind of had a moment. I immediately thought of that of that QOD <laughs> because the it, to me it was really quiet, and and the shot went in, and it was just the roar of the crowd. Yes, like almost seventeen thousand people and everybody yes. jumping up out of their they seats. They really did. I was like, this this must be what it feels like to hit yeah, a and you embrace hit a game it. winner on NBA Arena. It was awesome. So yeah, it's worth checking out. A lot of joy in it. So uh, it's really, it's really good. But uh, welcome to the podcast. If you've, uh, if you're new or welcome, if uh, you're not a dad camp person, uh, you're just a, someone looking for uh, a space to be encouraged as a dad, you found the right place. Uh, but this is an extension. This podcast is an extension of a ministry called Dad Camp. You can find us at dadcamp.org. We create epic experiences for dads to have with their kids. Uh, in 2024, we're going to be in 15 countries, uh, 11 or 12 locations around the United States. Uh, so check it out. If you've never been, you need to go. Father-son, father-daughter experiences. If you have kids in school, you have a, a place to go. Um, make it a part of the, the rhythm of your day, of your year, I mean, to, to, to put an annual investment to yourself, like we try to say it as, as a dad camp guy. And um yeah, check it out. But uh, we just wanted to create more spaces for dads to be encouraged. That's what this is all about. And we've been uh, in a book uh, that we used in, in the fall of our 2023 kind of camp season. Uh, we uh, we kind of used a, we well, we did we used a resource called Parenting: Getting It Right by Andy and Sandra Stanley. And uh, we just found that as a as a resource for for parents for dads, mm-hmm. um, one of the best we've ever. Uh, kind of dove into, dug into, taught from, and so we thought, you know what? Let's let's talk even more um, through that book, uh, through the different chapters of the book. So we've been doing that monthly since uh, since October, and uh, we are moving along um, in in that discussion. But it's uh, you know the premise of the book is all about getting it right. What is it? Well, that's for you to determine as a as a parent. What is the it that you're getting after or you're going for that you're aiming your kids towards uh the it for the stanleys was that their kids who when they no longer had to would still choose to be with them as adults um and all of that is steeped in relationship the idea that uh, if your kids are still choosing to be with you even when they're adults uh it means that there's there's relationship there that is that matters that's healthy and the only way we can influence our kids as parents is when we have relationship. And when relationship is damaged, uh, unhealthy, uh, it limits our ability uh, to influence, which is ultimately what we want to have as parents. And so they felt like if if our kids are still choosing to be with us as adults, then that means um, we've maintained healthy relationship. They still want to be around us. They still want to hear from us. And that's a good win for a parent. And so you can bring in everything from that perspective because when you can have relationship you can pass on your faith when you have relationship you can pass on really anything that you feel is important to you so that's their it and then they go through uh ways to accomplish um that and it's uh such such a good book last month we talked about not worshiping the devil matt yeah 
That was a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Go back and listen to it if that props your props your interest in listening to it. But don't, don't worship, worship the, the devil. devil. Yeah. Um, and uh, we talked about you know Keystone habits uh, inside of that, and um, it was it was great. Um, this month we are talking about discipline, the big word as a parent, the big how do you discipline? What is the goal of discipline? And I found this to be maybe my favorite chapter, or one of my favorite chapters, just with the why of discipline. Um, it just kind of was a, a one of those like. Um, just kind of moments where the light bulbs started going off, like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so good. If if I'd have really understood this, um, thankfully I think we did it okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I I really wish I'd have like kind of had this framework um, uh, before. So yeah, uh, I want to read uh, real quickly from the book because um, I read this at at our dad camp events as well. But I just thought it was such a strong uh, little paragraph or two. So. Um, uh, so yeah, be patient here as I, as I read through this, but I think this kind of sets up our, 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 our conversation. Um, let me see, where are we going here? Um, trying to find the place I had my book and I can't find my original and now I've got all my underlines are in, in this book. So, um, where do I want to start with that? Uh, probably either way you are in the majority because most is talking about discipline um you're in the majority because most parents never establish or identify a goal when it comes to discipline and if there's no pre-established goal there is rarely any discipline punishment yes payback yes teach them a lesson maybe but what's the lesson don't get caught next time punishment is not discipline. Punishment is punishment. Discipline makes a person better. Punishment rarely makes anybody better. It simply makes them more careful and perhaps bitter, not better. The message of punishment is this. If you don't obey me, bad things will happen to you. If you inconvenience or embarrass me, I'll inconvenience or embarrass you. There's rarely any positive or permanent change other than to the relationship. Fortunately, I'm going to actually jump it, kind of keep going. I was going to stop there, but it says, fortunately, there's a better way. When honoring others is the chief value in a family, disobedience, dishonesty, and disrespect are problematic because they dishonor another person. They damage a relationship. Or to put it another way, at the heart of every transgression is a someone, not a something. So here's the goal of discipline. The goal of discipline is to teach your child how to restore the relationship they damaged. The goal of discipline to teach your child how to restore the relationship they damaged. So with that, I think that's so good. Yeah, um, it is. Why don't you, Matt, there's this great story before that particular uh, set of lines um, about a time when the Stanley 
boys were disrespectful to their mm. babysitter. And I mm-hmm. thought that was such a good story of how yeah, it was. they responded and disciplined in that. It's such a teachable moment for us. So yeah. uh, it's a great story. Listen up. So they were used to sort of coming home and, and having, you know, check, well, this is what you do. You check in with the babysitter. How, how are the kids? How are the boys? How they behave? And they were pretty accustomed to her saying, oh, they were fine or they, they did well. But there's one particular night where they came home from a, from a date and uh, the, the babysitter seemed almost hesitant to say it, but it was like, well, you know, the boys, they just kind of their behavior wasn't, wasn't, wasn't good that night. And once they heard some of the details about it, they were, they were pretty disappointed in the way that they had uh, treated and dishonored their babysitter. So um, the next day, uh, the plan, uh, rather than having a, you know, a punishment, this is what we're going to be punished with, was um, that Sandra told the boys to get on some nice clothes and get in the car with her and bring all the money they had. Mm. And she had them go, uh, well, first they had to write some apology letters, and they had to go get some flowers uh, for their babysitter. And then she took them to the babysitter's job and walked them right up where they had to actually apologize face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and uh, give her those flowers. Um, I thought that was a really kind of a moment to mark them of like, yeah, it's, you're, you're not kind of going to just be able to say, I'm sorry, and that's it. Um, there's going to be some investment in this. And um, it's about the fact that the babysitter, uh, her feelings being hurt by the way she was treated, and they needed to understand that they had damaged their relationship with her, yep. and they needed to do what was necessary to try to, to restore to that, repair that. Repair it. Yeah. yeah. Versus being like, boys, I can't believe you did that. Go to your room, time out, or I'm going to take your, you know, your iPad away for right. the next day. Right. Yeah, that stinks for them, but then they move on with their life, yeah. but the relationship's never repaired. doesn't address the relationship at all. You know, it doesn't really solve anything. It doesn't really mm-hmm. teach anything. Um, and I remember, I loved the, hearing the part, like, the boys were, like, absolutely terrified like, yeah. on the way, like, of, you know, having to do this, that, Mom, I can't believe you're making me do this. And she's like, you damage your relationship. And for us, as a family, the most important thing is relationship, yep. and you're going to go repair it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what? So think about that next yeah. time when you're going to act disrespectful to your babysitter. But We can train our kids in that. I think even as adults, I think we would, we would um, if we're being honest, we would, we would say, it's, just, it's hard to apologize. For whatever reason, it's, just, it's, it's hard to just look someone in the eye and, and own it and say, hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Um, I've read before where it kind of what it is is you're basically acknowledging that you owe them something, and that's something that most of us as human beings are not comfortable with is is acknowledging that hey, I'm in I'm in debt to you. Yeah. I owe you something. Yeah. Um, and so I think helping our children be able to get through that uncomfortableness and do it on a relatively frequent basis, or at least enough that they get comfortable with it, uh, will train them up in the right way. Which is huge for when they go out on their own, right? And live in the ru- and live in the adult world and right. get married and raise their own families, right? That, you know, navigating that relational chaos or breakdown and re- and restoring things. Yeah. Which I honestly would think I think we could talk about the fact that maybe that's one of the ways as a culture that this is what we're we're just terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Just I terrible agree. at restoring relationships, and yeah. and we just want to call people out, yell at people at so through social media and texting, and never look someone in the eyes and like just work something out, and you know mm-hmm. remind them that they matter more than whatever that thing is that that petty thing is that we're upset about or right. restoring. Like, and I think it's part of the one of the major parts of the breakdown of our 
you know, of our culture. Like we don't get along because we don't know how to repair relationships. We just keep getting more and more uptight. Right. Um, so this is just huge, I think, to help teach our kids this. So I loved it. Um, so they talk about then like, all right, so if the goal of discipline is repairing a relationship, like how do you, how do you restore, how do you do that? Then they, 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 they go into apology and restitution, but they, they preface that with, to me, um, a really, really, um, practical, but yet really powerful idea. And they call it the oh no strategy. Right. And again, I was like, this is, this is so helpful for me. Um, and so, you know, think about when your, your, your kids disobey, they're dishonest, there's disrespect, there's disobedience. And typically I would say the most common, like reflexive response of us is like, no, or like, (laughs) you know, better. Or how could you why would you do Why that? Why would you do that? I've told okay. you. I've told you. You know, how many times have I told you? And uh, what uh, the Stanleys kind of say is, that, like, the problem with that approach is, which is the approach of most of us, is that that, in, that right off the bat puts us on different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the, like, because sometimes, like, the, the thing you're saying no to, or like, I can't believe you did that, that, that transgression or that break in relationship, it wasn't directed at you. It could be directed towards a sibling or, or their other parent or a friend. And, but the moment you say, how could you, you know, or you know better, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to be on that other team. Right. Um, and there's, then there's that feeling of there's even a, a break in relationship with you, even though the transgression even wasn't towards you. Um, instead, they say, don't say no, but say, oh, oh no. no, like, I am sorry you did that. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's going to be consequences for that choice, but I'll be here and I'll walk through with you. Right. Um, and we'll face, you know, I'll help you face those consequences, but you're going I'm, to, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that, that puts you on the same team. Right. Against the disobedience. Right. It's such a different mindset. It is. And communicating like, oh, no, like I, wow, I didn't expect that of you. I didn't. Right. I'm, that too. You know, I, 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 I expected you to, to know that, but it's not that kind of... I think you would of, have gone there, but, but you have. Yeah. Okay. You now, have. That, now that you have, well, there's going to be consequences, and, yep. and, and here we go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in the book, he talks about a time that uh, he got a speeding ticket as a young boy, mm-hmm. and his dad's response was, oh, no, not, not yelling him and shaming him for getting the ticket. It was like, no, you got a ticket, so there's going to be consequences, yeah. And so let me know what you need, but, you know, go, go pay for it. Go, you know, if you need me to help you with that, let me know. Or get, right. There's going to be some court time maybe. Let right. me know if you want me to go to court. But it was just kind of, oh, no, that sucks for you. Yeah, I hate that for you. I hate that for you, but um, but not not the shaming of, like, you know, how could you be so stupid to drive over the speeding limit? Or like, it's like, okay, <laughs> right. the, it's done. what's done is done. Right. Oh, no. And I'm going to, you know, and I, I thought of, like, an example from my life of this uh, – was I wrecked, um, I wrecked my car when I was 16, and I was mortified of telling my dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, um, uh, so I was an only child, and here's one place where you might say, oh, yeah, typical spoiled only child. But there was, you know, I'll, 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 you know, defend myself a little bit. But anyway, my dad made me a deal, and I've shared this before, but, but he made me a deal if I, if I you know, if I abide by the rules of the home, if I get good grades, if I stay out of trouble, if I honor my parents, if, you know, if, you know, that at the age of 16, my dad would buy me a car. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I did 
did my best at doing that. And my dad got me a new car when I was 16 and I wrecked it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I had friends with me in the car. I was trying yeah. to show off a little bit. And so then I had to go, um, you know, they were actually at some friend's house. It was a Sunday night. I was actually taking some friends to church and we got in this accident. So then I had to go to kind of, kind of get to my dad and, but his response was kind of not what I expected. It was kind of a, well, that sucks for you. Like we invested a lot of money into that car. I did. That was a gift. I can't believe you would, you would do that, but you did. And so guess what? I mean, if that car is going to be a write-off, you're not getting like, it was kind of like, now you're going to buy the next car. You're going to face the, like it was all that, like there's going to be increases in your insurance and you're going to pay for that. And, but he didn't shame me and be like, you're like, how stupid, like, you know, you're, you know, like it was none of that. It was just right. kind of this, oh no. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks because you had that car that you, you worked so hard for that. And I honored my promise. And now you, this is what you've done with it. Right. Oh no. Right. And that kind of, yeah, that taught me something, you know, yeah, as, a, as a dad and, you know, even, um, I thought of a time like with, with one of my own kids where, um, they made some, 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 a couple of choices that weren't the best, um, that, you know, and I just kind of said, oh no, well, you know, the, the consequences of that decision means, um, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be some things you're going to have to pay for that you didn't initially sign up or you weren't going to have to pay for because we were going to take care of those things. Right. But because of that choice, now that's on, now it's going to be on you Yeah. and oh no. But it wasn't a, and that was that was enough of a consequence. He didn't need me to shame or to like right. remind him of the dumb choices he made. Right. He knew the choices yeah. were made. I knew wrecking my car. I knew that I was like I didn't need a reminder of. I felt horrible. Right. So, um, but so to have a, a parent just come alongside of me and just be like, "Hey, sucks," and but you know, but I'm not going to let you off the hook. Yeah. Still, still got to be consequences. You know. Yeah. And I learned from that. Yep. So, any do you have any oh no stories or do you what would you? Um, I mean, I, just, I thought it was good. I was trying to think if there was anything with, with, with my kids and, um, I just have, I don't think I've had any of those situations. I have something, uh, that, that was coming up where my, my son wants to go on this trip. He's a, he's a falling in love. He's, he's got a new girlfriend and, um, they're wanting to do a trip up to Michigan and, um, it's supposed to be 10 inches of snow and he's supposed to be back on Sunday to fly back to school. And there's just sort of all these things I'm talking through with him. Like, it's just, I don't, I, I think it's a bad idea. Like, I think it's, it's risky. I, I don't think it's a wise choice to do this. I understand you're excited and you want to yeah. go with this young lady's family. And I've talked to her dad and like everything, but I just, I don't think it's a, it's a wise choice. The weather in Northern Michigan, you just don't know. But, you know, parenting when you're, kids are becoming young women and young men is not always about just being like, nope, you can't do it. You know what I mean? It's like there could be some significant consequences to missing a flight, not getting back to school on time. Um, and so I guess in this, I was thinking, oh, well, I hope I don't have the opportunity to use this, but if something happens, I'll go, oh no, that's, I hate that for you. Like, you're going to have to figure out a new flight. You're going to have to pay the difference. You're going to have to. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't come to those consequences, but um, it's it's sort of a nugget of wisdom when I saw this in the book. Yeah. It was like right on time with this decision that he's making. Like that's how yeah. I'll, I'll approach it if it does go sideways. Not, 
you idiot. I told yep. you so. See, I told you, you know, because that's he's going to feel like that yep. anyway if something doesn't go right. Yep. So, you know, ultimately, as our kids get to the age that our kids are now, Matt, like we just try to help them like weigh the pros and the cons. Right. But that, but not force a decision one way or another. We got to right. let them make those decisions yep. and then let them sit in the, you know, either the, the positives and the negatives of the consequences of those decisions. Exactly. And then we just got to walk through with them. Exactly. And if it's a negative, that's the, Oh no, like, right. Dang it. You know, yep. you know, but it sucks. So yeah, it's, I just thought, yeah, just such a great approach. Um, I feel like, being in the world of, of, of dads that we have a, a, a quick trigger sometimes to our reactions and moments and quickly go to the, how could you kind mm -hmm. of, kind of mentality. And I taught you better. And it's in some ways, I think we'll talk about this right before we end this, this podcast. And sometimes it's our reactions are in many ways, maybe more to, re, to, to defend our own reputation. Yeah. Um, I'm very guilty of that growing up. Um, especially when you're a, a pastor and you have this like this this kind of pressure or feeling like your family has to be like perfect or perfect, or, right. or better and if they make any slip ups like oh he's well he how's he leading his home he's a pastor and <laughs> right there's all you, you feel that like your yeah. kids need to be at a whole nother level in terms mm -hmm. of their obedience and the choices they're making and on and it's just it's a it's a false it's a lie right because our kids are still kids and they're still gonna slip and, mess up. and but anyway but sometimes my responses in the moment were like okay i, I gotta i gotta button this up real quick because it's gonna affect my reputation as a as a pastor mm -hmm. and people are gonna look at me differently if they think well yeah but look at his kids doing this or that and versus being like you know what that doesn't matter in the end my relationship with my kids is the most important thing and i'm doing the best i can they made a poor choice and it is what it is and we're gonna deal with it right and, and versus how it looks on me and but anyway we'll We've kind of already talked about yeah. it, but, we'll, we'll, yeah. but that was um, something. So yeah, they get into like later then in the chapter, like how do you make apologies, um, that there's an apology and then there's there's restitution. Um, they really, I thought great about, you know, real quickly with apologies, making sure that you name it. You don't just say, I'm sorry. You, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And you name it. I'm sorry for what? You speak to every single person that was involved, that a relationship was broken with, that you apologize to every single one. You don't do it through an email. You don't do it through a text. You do it face to face, eye to eye. Um, I liked. I thought that was all. Like, just that's that's the healthy way to 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 make things right. And then the restitution question is: after you've apologized, and to say, and how then can I make it up to you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, you got to make up the honor that you owe that person that's been lost. Yeah. And uh, teaching your kids that. And Matt, I will say. I'm 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 terrible at apologies. Have always been. Um, I would say, growing up, that would have probably been a weakness of my parents too. They did not apologize well, mm -hmm. and I never got it modeled for me. And now, like I think you said earlier, apologizing is hard. Yeah. Um, there's pride. There's I got to admit that I'm wrong. Part of me that mm -hmm. that whole stuff. And as a man, I think sometimes we get stubborn and. Um, I'm not a good apologizer, and uh, so this was a good reminder for me. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, and I've talked about this before, has been great about bringing reconciliation into our home and seeking it out, especially doing great with like making the kids like face each other, hug each other, telling each other they love each other. And yeah, it was amazing just to see the quick how quickly things would escalate, but then how quickly things were just like 
when she would bring that into the into the fold, it's yeah. like, all right, it's all good again. Yeah, all, it's, it's it's done. It's, yeah, it's, we moved on. We love each other, and we have a, so. we have a responsibility as the as the spiritual leaders of our home. So there's I always say there's like these really fun or maybe cool things that come with leadership, and there's things that we may like that's not all that fun and all that cool. So leadership might come with like the family following you and your your leading and your decision making and, and the direction that you want your family to go. But there's also part of leadership is like, I should be the first to apologize in my family. Because I, I got I remember yep. getting to a place where like, gosh, I'm, I'm always doing the apologizing. Like, well, my kids, they did something, they didn't apologize. Maybe my wife did something, I didn't feel like she apologized in the right time frame. But it's like, no, I'm the leader. Like, that's part of the leadership part that maybe is not so fun is like, I need to apologize quickly and completely. Like he says, you know, you can say, I'm sorry, but you might be sorry that you got caught. You might be sorry that you're in an uncomfortable situation. What are you sorry for? What are you sorry for? Yeah. I'm sorry because I wronged you in this way. And then that part of like, um, is there any way that I can restore this or make it up to you? Um, so that's dads, that's our responsibility. We we need to be quick to apologize and lead in that in our families. I thought another good tidbit, um, that they brought out was including your kids on how to handle restitution. Like when there's Mm. a break in a relationship, maybe with someone, a friend or, um, you know, maybe like the story told about the babysitter to bring your kids into that. How do you think we should make it up to to your friend, to right. the babysitter. What what are some ideas that you have that you think? I thought that was good. Like, you don't just like tell them here's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's just part of that. Hey, we are going to do something. Right. But do you have any ideas as, as to how you think that we could make this better? With with think through it or have some ownership in. Yeah. It. Yeah. I thought that was good. I did too. Um, good advice. So, um, if you're not convinced about this approach. He brings up this one point. He says, remember that later is longer. Mm -hmm. And uh, there will come a day when you are no longer responsible to to discipline your child. So how you discipline now will have a huge impact on the relationship you have with them as adults. For example, if you just seek for like, I just want my kids to obey. I'm just going to behavior modification, behavior modification, discipline for behavior, discipline for behavior. Comes a point in time when, when they get out of the house, they're going to be like, you know what? This wasn't a real fun, like, I didn't really love being at home. It was just constantly like this being told authoritarian type of environment. And I really don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not much really relationship there. That's, and so just to remember that if, if the goal here is that your kids will choose to be with you, even when they no longer have to be, that parenting, disciplining with the relationship in mind, is critical part of the the strategy of of raising your kids, and I thought mm-hmm. that's 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 really true. Yeah. So he said something in the book. Yeah. I'm just I'm reading a, a sentence here real quick. Nobody looks forward to dinner with the hall monitor, yeah. not to mention the fashion grades and hairstyle monitor. Remember, later is longer, so discipline with later in mind. There you go. So you think about that. People who were just sort of trying to modify your behavior were the people who were the rules keepers and telling you to keep your rules with no why. Like, those aren't the people that you want to hang out with later in life. Later in life. Yeah. So parent that way. Yes. With your kids. It's good. Um, And then, like, I kind of brought it up already, but he says also, and um, disciplining with the relationship in mind is not the same as disciplining with your reputation in mind. Yeah. Um, and again, like I've already admitted, guilty as charged um, at time. He says, nobody has the potential to embarrass us 
more than our children than our kids we want our kids to make us look like all-star parents yeah that embarrassment thing is i mean i've seen i've seen some kids catch some beat downs in like grocery stores or like in the store all the time and you just see that parent that like their kids embarrassing them and they are immediately going at it with that kid and that's not not a not a healthy place to be in so we have to make sure that our reputation or being embarrassed doesn't impact yep. what our response is. Yeah. Just remember to like to help your kids feel like you're fighting for them mm. and with them, not against them. Yeah. I think that's the that's that's how this to play this out. And he, he does bring up a story at the end of the chapter of how yeah. when he was a kid and him and his buddy Louis Giglio, if you know that name, they were best friends growing up. Um, kind of skipped church and someone kind of saw it and kind of called it out and his dad just said, Hey, you just tell that person to you know, kind of to mind their own business, yeah. like hey, raise you, your kids you, you raise, raise your ki- you you tell them to raise their kids, and I'll raise my kids, yep. and we'll leave it at that. And he just said he f- he's never forgot that because he felt like my dad went to bat for me, even though I was the one, you know, caught. Right. You know, my dad didn't worry about his reputation in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like the pastor's kid. Look at the pastor kid's doing. He didn't. He's like, I don't care. Like, I'll raise. I'll I'll talk to my kids about it. And don't worry about it. Yeah. Like. Um, and that just went a long way to the Absolutely. point where he's still talking about it uh, years later. So yeah, he said he, great he chapter. Was, it said to him that he was more important than his dad's reputation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so yeah, when we're when we're in that moment, we want him to react. You know, to keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, am I reacting because I'm feeling embarrassed, right? Or am I? Re- you know, how am I reacting? Why am I reacting the way I am? And you know, is this about restoring relationship, maintaining relationship? Is it? Uh, so good stuff. It's, there's just a lot of, lot of good, good, um, teaching in this chapter mm-hmm. for me at least. And I think, uh, we wanted to pass on, but, uh, the goal of discipline is to restore the relationship that was damaged. Yes. Um, that might, should blow your mind when it comes to thinking about discipline. So they're having a goal with discipline and that is the goal, restoring that relationship. So any yeah. final 10%? Um, Man, it's this 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 kind of thing about the 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 discipline just being. Um, I was looking through your notes and just like discipline is love, hmm. and um, there's there's words in the Bible that say like discipline isn't fun in the moment, uh, but it's the long haul, it's the long term. And he made a point in the chapter that like sometimes we can shy away from discipline our kids because we don't want them to hate us or to have conflict in the relationship. And he said. Uh, one big nugget for me, just this last 10% was like, your kids aren't always going to be happy with you. Um, and you'll have to be comfortable with that and okay with that for the gain that it's going to get you down the long down term. The long term. And uh, I've even said that to my, my kids is like, if, if there's no times in you growing up that you're not mad at me or you feel like I'm unjust or not fair, there's conflict with me, I'm not being a good dad. Because you're you're a child and I'm a and I'm your parent, so there should be times where you disagree with me and are pretty frustrated with me and angry with me, um, and so that just reminded me like that's we can't we can't be our children's friends all the time. Yep. We've got to discipline, and there's going to be that uncomfortable relationship stuff with us, but in the long haul, it's going to pay off. Yeah, going back to I think a few episodes of remembering that the relationship you have with your child is not the same relationship that they have with you, right? You're not their friend. Right. You're their parent. You're their parent. And so there's going to be some times when discipline is a consequence. You know, we have there have to be there has to be those consequences, mm-hmm. and we have 
but we walk alongside them in it and uh, maintain that relationship. Yeah, right. I did read discipline restores. Discipline is not the same thing as punishment. Discipline restores. Discipline rebuilds. Discipline reminds us that the relationship is always most important. Discipline is love. Yes. So check it out, guys. It's a great resource. If you don't have it, check it out. Um, it's worth really, really um, diving into and getting more and more and more from. Every time I read it, I get more and more from it. Such a great tool. So as we wrap up, uh, just remember if dad camp, dads, March 16th, that is getting close. We're one month away. Rally the troops. Rally your friends. Get ready. 9 a.m. The bell rings. I think it's 9 a.m. Um, look for uh, information in our social media. Look for it in your emails and texts. Uh, but that is a day that you got to be ready to go. Get online now. Look at the different sites, the different locations, the different weekends. There's events for father son father daughter for middle school for for high school uh it's all there they're all across the united states um and uh make sure you got a game plan for march 16th because if you wait a few hours probably your first and second choices are not going to happen because things sell out so quickly mm -hmm. uh, so get the team ready get your friends ready so that you're all like okay we're gonna all gonna want to go to this location at this on this particular weekend and so that you're all um ready to go for that also we have an, our, our annual event which is actually the next the two saturdays after the release of this podcast um will be our dad camp fuel events in indiana kokomo location on the 10th carmel indiana location uh on no on the 17th uh so if you're in the area uh just a great great morning uh of encouragement of worship of of information you can win a free dad camp weekend you can find more about all the different venues and the different locations that we're going to be at this year so uh it's a great way to introduce a friend to the ministry and to find that mm -hmm. let, let them find out more about dad camp so it's a great um and so i if it's not sold out, some of them may be sold out at the time of this release. But uh, uh, if they're not, get on there. Twenty bucks gets you, you know, a full morning uh, of uh, of encouragement and brick and food and all that stuff. So uh, check that out. Last thing, just pray for our team that will be heading to Kenya here in a couple of weeks. Uh, so the season of Dad Camp International has begun. January was Uganda. Uh, February. Um, uh, is Kenya, and then we'll be giving you more places to pray for in March. So, but if you'd be praying for, we have a small team going to Kenya, um, but we are going to locations we've never been to before. Uh, we are mobilizing men in regions we've never mobilized before. We have a new partner there, uh, so really excited about that. But really, could covet your prayers uh, so that God would do His thing and uh, lead us well. So, with that, thank you for listening. You have what it takes, guys. Hear it, believe it, know it. So go do whatever it takes to become the strongest father that you can be. Please share this podcast, rate it, uh, review it. Um, we don't want this just to be a dad camp ministry you know, type of uh, resource. We want it to be for all dads in all locations all over the world as a way to encourage them, to grow them so that they can lead and love their families better. So love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next month on the Dad Nation Podcast.